0: Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of on Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. i got a great podcast coming your way here in a second. But first, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as the great company of 1876 Apparel. I'm going to put the link in the description down below. Apparently, I was using the wrong link because I'm a moron. Anyway, click on the <laughs> link below. And if you buy something using that link, basically, I get credit for the podcast. And that helps go towards uh, helping the podcast out. I'm an idiot. I was like, why isn't anybody clicking on it? Because <laughs> I could see the clicks. And that, that's all really I see is that. And I'm like, zero. That's weird. And then I click on it. And I'm like, still zero. And then I'm like, shit. I used the wrong one. I'm dumb. Hey, just uh, listen, I'm being transparent, okay? It was like there's two links, and for some reason I was just like, I'll use this one. I'm dumb. Anyway, buy something from there. A lot of great stuff. I'm getting a I just bought a, a melee shirt. It's blue. I love I love the color blue, but uh it has Blucifer on it, and that bear from the Denver Art Museum on it, and they're going like head to head. It's awesome looking. So I'm getting that one. But um, anyway, hope you're having a great day. <laughs> a lot to get to today. I'm I'm doing a special theme today, and it's in honor of 420. Listen, whether you smoke or not, this is going to be an interesting episode because there's a lot of things that one the community is starting to embrace marijuana ingestion, and if you don't smoke, you can still reap the benefits from it and i'll get to that here in a second which i didn't realize until today i was like this is fantastic and everybody can can embrace this so yeah you don't you might be anti-weed and that's fine or maybe you just don't want to smoke it that's okay there's still some cool things that are that are gonna uh benefit you especially here in colorado so we'll get to that here in a second but you know what i want to do right now let's jump into some headlines Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) I love when this is a weird thing that I like to do. I like to go on the Google street maps on your on your phone and just like kind of randomly explore places. Then you can go like you get the street view and you're like, wow, that's That's my house, and apparently this was taken when I had my old car or something like that. It's just an interesting thing that you can do. Well, and there's also a lot of people on the internet that will go into these weird places across the world and are like, did you see this on Google Streets?" Blah, blah, blah. And it's like some guy... It's people doing like these weird, I don't know how you find out if the Google Streetcar is coming because some of these people have these elaborate setups, like where they're in costume, like chasing the car. And it's hilarious. I want to do that. I need to do some research on how to find out where the fuck the Google Streetcar is going to be. And I need to do something. I need to like, they probably blur it out. But if I held up like my DeHuff on Censored podcast sign, that would be awesome. They would, they would blur that shit out because like, they're a bunch of jerks, okay? Anyway, it would be funny. It makes you wonder what you would do if you had the opportunity to set something up. We'll get to that here in a second. But the reason why I bring this up is a Google Street View car ran someone over in South Africa is where people are believing it to be, and the pictures were uploaded, and you can... You can go uh, here's the thing. somebody took still or screenshots of it and they posted it, but they didn't put the actual address. So that's where it's like there's a there's a there's a glimmer of a chance that this could be staged. but if it's real, it's hilarious because it it's like stages of this motorcycle slowly getting in front of the Google streetcar. And next thing you know, the dude is getting run over by the Google streetcar and it's all on on the little quick snippet pictures. It's hilarious. How do you not edit that out? Or you know what? Let's reverse, let's retake those shots. Unless they do like a live upload, which seems a little bit risky. I don't know, but it does make me think, what's the funniest shit that you've ever seen on Google Street Maps? people found a car that was submerged i believe it was in florida a guy went missing they they couldn't find him or his vehicle and i believe it was like 2 years later somebody's looking at an aerial view from google maps and they see like the grill of this guy's car sure enough they drained the pond or at least pulled that out and the, the guy's body was in there so they they Figured out what the hell happened to him. My favorite, like I said, is just when people stage stuff and, and like there's one where a guy was dressed up as a ghost, saw one where uh was it it wasn't like a murder, but it was just like it there's like totally like Halloween type stuff, but it's like obviously not Halloween. <laughs> and it's just funny. And if you have an idea of what you would do, please send me uh a rundown of what you Wish you could do, and we'll. Between us all, one of us will will be able to pull this off. We'll, it's a group effort. We'll share our our ideas to gmail.com or at the Huff Podcast. If you have the opportunity, or one of us has the opportunity to stage something for the Google Streetcar <laughs> to see, what should we do? What the fuck should we do? I think this is a great social experiment. Can we work together? And one of us, one of us, one of the, the millions of people listening, that's the number I'm throwing out there for this podcast. One of the millions of people listening to this podcast, one of us will pull it off, right? So send them in to me, and then I'll re- relay them back to everybody listening, and then, then then we wait. Then we wait, and then magic happens. Boom. Don't know when it's going to happen? Oh, you, I know it would be great. If I knew it was coming, I would just go outside in, like, super short, like, Daisy Dukes. <laughs> and I'd be, like, like using a hoe in, in the front yard. <laughs> and I'll be doing, like, a back turn. Like, so th- they're seeing my, my apple bottom jeans <laughs> with the pockets hanging out or whatever. And then I turn around and... <laughs> Like my back's to them, but my my head's going over my shoulder. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Don't want to go to that house. Holy shit! So let me know again to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on in in because it's it's four twenty. That's the the you know everybody. That's the the time that everybody says you go smoke and there's some alleged history behind that because like, some high school students or college students would always smoke at 420 every single day because that's when they were on break or when they'd get out of school or some bullshit like that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Either way, 420 is the symbol of marijuana and to smoke. So Zen Cannabis, which operates in California, Massachusetts, Missouri, and Oklahoma, spent the last four months... Working on a giant weed chocolate bar. Because why not? (laughs) It's so stupid. But it's great publicity. The bar weighs, guess how much it weighs? 420 pounds. What if you weighed it and it actually weighed 423 pounds? Would you say this is bullshit? (laughs) Bullshit. Anyway, so it weighs 420 pounds. It's 9 feet by 4 feet and is 3 inches thick. That's disgusting. That's a lot of fucking chocolate. You can buy this for four thousand excuse me, for forty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> and apparently the dosage of THC and all whatever, the stuff that makes you high is like through the roof. So it's a hundred this is how, how they made it. A hundred pounds of cannabis flour were used to make the five liters of cannabis oil used in the bar, making the bar took about 24 hours. That's not that bad. And another 18 hours for it to cool. That's actually not that bad of a of a process. Obviously, the biggest cost for them is getting the cannabis uh, you know, flower and breaking it out and, and getting the oil out of it. So it's it's interesting. You're going to see a lot more of this as time goes on gimmicks to promote cannabis. And as it gets more popular and approved in all these other states, you're going to see more and more of this. And it's going to be more of a a regular thing. You're going to have the 420 blowout sale at, you know, whatever miscellaneous furniture place. It's just going to get added into the clump of, you know, like the President's Day sale, (laughs) right? Memorial Day sale, which I think is kind of fucked up that we have, that we capitalize on Memorial day, a day that we take a moment to remember those who have gave their lives defending this country. And then we're like, you can get two hot tubs for the price of one. Like, ah, really? Is that really, you it's the Memorial day sale. So I, I kind of hate that we do that as a society, but that being said, like I going back to the cannabis thing, you're going to see more and more businesses Capitalizing on it just to get promotions because they realize there is such a huge chunk of people out there that use it for whatever reason, whether it's people using CBD or people ingesting THC so they they get that high for whatever reason. Maybe they're, I'll get into Snoop Dogg here in a minute, and that shit just blows my mind, but there's people that use it to help decompress from life. I've used that before where I was on the brink of of just losing my mind because I was overworked and I was afraid I was going to beat the shit out of somebody and then thankfully um some people that uh <laughs> former NFL players I told you about this when I was in Louisiana covering the Super Bowl, they pulled me aside. They saw that I was stressed and we, we we smoked up in a back alley in the middle of new Orleans. And it honestly took me going from, I'm not like I was almost, I was on the verge of tears cause I was just so frustrated and I didn't know what to do. And I'm, and i didn't have the ability to go home and, and just separate myself from work. I was in work for you know, seven days or whatever it was, but thankfully I was able to do that and it helped clear my mind. And in all honesty, the next like three days were, I was a changed man. I was just, I was like, yeah, you know what? Life's life's short. Let's not worry about this. Let's just fucking do my job. And it was great. So there are benefits of that, but then there's also people that just smoke it non-fucking-stop. I don't get that, but hey, it, it's it's the world we live in now. So it's interesting, would you partake in this giant bar, uh, setting aside the 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 gigantic cost? it I mean, if they invited you out there to to take a bite of that, would you take a bite of it? I mean, it's four hundred and twenty pounds. There's no way you're gonna eat a fucking pound of that. If you did, you'd probably be <laughs> sitting in the corner rocking back and forth for like a day or two cause you'd be so fucking high. It's interesting. Uh, I, I'm curious what the next big gimmick will be because nobody can do this now unless they want to try to go for because you can't beat this the largest cannabis chocolate bar you can't beat that unless you go for four thousand two hundred pounds because it always has to be be revolving around four twenty right a new uh, a team this is this has nothing to do with weed but. If you're high listening to this episode, you're going to be like, oh my God, what the hell, man? Anyway, a team in New Mexico, the New Mexico Institute of Mining and Technology and Sirocco, is taking birds that have been pre- preserved through taxidermy, excuse me, Jesus, uh, preserved through taxidermy and converting them into drones in order to study flight. Dr. Mustafa, something I can't pronounce, a mechanical engineering professor who is leading the project, had found that artificial mechanical birds had not given the results he was looking for. And he said, we came up with this idea that we can use dead birds and make them into a drone. Everything is there. We just do reverse engineering. What do you think about that? I mean, in a sense... I get it, it makes sense. Yeah, all they have to do is probably add a few bits and pieces here and there. <laughs> they're they're making like RoboCop, but they're birds, RoboBirds. Somebody's going to make a movie out of this. Remember those people that it's it's based on, it's such a weird thing. Birds aren't real. There's a lot of people that believe it and I guess the guy that is that started the whole thing depending on where where you listen or what you read allegedly he did it as a joke to see if people would follow and sure enough, people followed and people will believe it. This is only going to add to that problem. The people that do believe it are going to freak out, be like, listen, they're doing it down in New Mexico, right? They got robot birds flying around. Next thing you know, we did. All because of robo birds. Fucking bizarre. Smart though, makes sense. The mechanics are there. They just got to, Redo a few things here and there. It's simple, right? You know, you and I are on the same wavelength. We know this. Smart, smart idea. But it would be bizarre if all of a sudden you're sitting there and something lands on your fence post. And then sure as shit, you're like, that's like a half robot bird. Talk, imagine if you're high and you're sitting there and that lands in your yard. You would freak the fuck out, and you'd be like, oh, my God, is anybody else seeing this? It's a robot bird. Its eyes are red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to the that weed convention thing at Civic Center Park, and I don't know what to expect other than a bunch of stinky hippies. <laughs> if you're a stinky hippie, let me know to, to gmail.com. I honestly don't know what to expect Like I don't mind smoking weed It's just it's not like a huge part of my life I I, you know I don't care if you do it I just don't understand people that do it like non-fucking-stop Hey we got more coming your way Including a a story that's going to make your head just melt Especially if you're under the influence today As you listen to this episode But first Baseball's back, and the push for the postseason, well, it's done, and hockey and hoops are well underway in uh, the playoffs. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. I was talking about Snoop Dogg the, not too long ago, earlier in this episode. And we've all heard the stories about this, that he has a professional blunt roller. But I never actually knew what her like what she did, like exactly what she did and how much she got paid for it. So she says she makes about 75 to 150 joints a day and makes right around $50,000 a year. Considering what she's doing, that's a pretty good deal. She's she's making a decent decent amount of money, although being Snoop Dogg's, you know, little blunt roller, you'd think she'd make closer to 100 but, whatever, she should be happy with what she got. I mean, literally, your job is to roll joints. Okay, maybe you should be getting paid like $20,000 a year. <laughs> but it, it got me thinking, One, that's a lot of fucking joints a day. That's ridiculous. Snoop, Snoop, at what point is Snoop going to stop smoking so much weed? I can't imagine that he keeps this up for the rest of his life. I mean, he's getting up there in age. Is he Is he always going to keep on this trend of just smoking between 75 and 150 joints a day? That's disgusting. That's, uh, listen, again, I'm judging because <laughs> that's way too much. What would he be like if he didn't smoke weed for a week? would would his would he go through withdrawals that's cuz his body is completely reliant on that that's that doesn't seem healthy I, listen i'm not a scientist but that doesn't seem healthy and also i was thinking what what is she going to do when if and when he decides you know what i just don't need you anymore I know you're, you're like super like mechanical and you're like like a machine when you roll these things. But what if he decides, you know what? Hey, you've been great, but I just don't need you to do it anymore. I'm actually pretty good at it myself. OK, good luck getting a job somewhere else. Could you imagine that you sit down for a job and they're like, OK, ma'am, what skills do you bring to this company? And she's just like uh uh i I can roll a mean joint, yeah, okay, this is uh this is a counting <laughs> that doesn't really this doesn't really make sense here, okay uh and maybe you go work at Taco Bell and roll a freaking tight ass burrito. maybe that she's all licking it <laughs> be like, you can't do that. that's disgusting. you're fired." <laughs> uh, maybe they'd actually keep the sauce in the fucking burrito if she was there. She should. That's what she needs to do. She needs to find a side gig where she teaches like people how to like roll. She I don't, I don't know if she does this, but she should. If she's if she's not, she needs to go do tutorials on like all social media platforms and see if she can. Make bank on that and get teach people. She no, she needs to do a master class. That's what she needs to do. Screw the everything else. Do a master class of how to roll joints, and she would make a ton of money, right? Don't you think? Don't don't settle for doing YouTube or anything like that. I mean, she's already, she's Snoop Dogg's blunt roller. People are gonna pay to know that. You would think, I don't know. I I don't care, (laughs) but I I imagine there's a lot of people out there that'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll pay the $420 because it's it's so funny, man. It's like, it's like $420 and it's like 420. (laughs) All right. So I was, I was asking around on social media and I said, what are the best weed snacks? out there. And then I started looking up some articles on this. And one that popped up was this that shows all these different companies that do things for 420, which is which is what I was talking to you about. And there's a lot of deals out there now, which is cool. And even if you don't smoke, this can help you. I had no idea that there was, that companies were starting to do this. I don't know if this is a recent thing, or if this is just like, dude, we've been doing this, you know, for a while. But I, I can't imagine. Either way, Jack in the Box. I've never been to Jack in a Box. Anyway, they're selling a pineapple express shake in, re, you know, in reference to the the um, what's his nuts uh, 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 video movie. <laughs> Smashburger, I actually got this one on my email because I'm part of the VIP club at Smashburger, kind of a big deal. All you got to do is sign up. They send you promos. Well, anyway, they got Smashburger is selling 4 burgers for 20 bucks. That's not a bad deal considering they sm- they sell like legit burgers. Like this isn't McDonald's. This is legit burgers. I, I, for somewhat of a quick service place, Smashburger has some legit burgers. I'll get the Colorado Burger. They're not a sponsor of mine, but holy shit. The Colorado Burger, I believe, has, like, some uh, green chili on it. Really fucking good. Really good. Not overly spicy, but just good. So you got to check that out. So that's cool. Uh, Smashburger, four burgers for 20 bucks. So that's something you could go take your family of four, or three, and then go get that deal. That's not bad. Southern Ca- uh, California burger chain Fat Burger. Is there, is there Fat Burgers here in Colorado? I, I swear there is. Has teamed up with Kiva Convections to make a ketchup that contains 10 milligrams of cannabis that is being sold at the Artistry, a cannabis retail and consumption lounge based in California. So that's kind of cool. A cannabis ketchup. <laughs> Try? Could you imagine doing that at the barbecue? Fuck up everybody! Why is it? What, <laughs> that reminds me of a story. I got a side note real quick. So, I I'm going to somebody's house, and it's me and some friends. Total total is three of us, and so we're going over, and I decide all three of us decide, let's, let's smoke. I don't even know how old I was. Probably like 19, 20, something like that. Anyway, so we're all just like ripped. And we go over to this person's house and sure as shit, there was uh, a family friend. And we're like, oh fuck, (laughs) fuck. And we all knew, knew this lady and she's sweet as can be, but we're high. And then, at first, she starts talking to me. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then the rest of my my friends come over and and they're all we're all kind of talking. Then I just I just leave the conversation. I just bail on my friends. I'm like, fuck it. I can't have a conversation right now. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. And then next thing I know, that my other friend bailed, and then there was just one person left to sit there and talk to this lady, meanwhile. She was just like, not, not the lady, but our, our friend was just so stoned out of her mind. She sat there for like 20 minutes listening to this lady. And we kept like staring at our friend and we're just like, oh, my God. And she's like trying not to burst into laughter because we're just staring at her just laughing. <laughs> we're like, oh, my God, they're still talking. <laughs> oh, shit. I just hit my camera. I just get who, who's fucked up now. Who's fucked up now? I don't like talking to people when I'm, uh, when I used to do that stuff and it always seemed to happen. Be like, what the fuck? I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. Jesus. That's why I don't go out in public when I do that stuff. Anyway, uh, geez, there's, there's also another company. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but anyway, they're doing, they have like puffs flavored like ramen and spaghetti and meatballs. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Best things you can eat when you're high. I made up my own list. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. There you go. Taco Bell. Boom. You're welcome. Nachos from the microwave. They're the poor man nachos. You get some chips. You spread them all out. Then you put uh, the shredded cheese all over it. Put it in the microwave until it melts. Pull it out. There you go. Eat it quickly because otherwise it becomes one giant piece. It does. It's delicious. You're welcome. Also, pizza rolls. Especially if you have an air fryer, man, pizza rolls are dangerous. They're dangerous whether you're high or not because they're so fucking delicious. Ooh, you know it would be good to add to this list, Totino's Pizza. Totino's Pizzas are fucking delicious. And they're only like, what, a dollar or something? Because it's high-end quality <laughs> of food that you're eating. But... Totino's pizza is great. Put a little bit of hot sauce on there. Boom, you're good to go. You're welcome. Now I put that out there. What are the best best places to eat when you're high, especially here in Colorado? Well, slangin a pair a pair of D's nuts wrote that's his name that's his name on Twitter. Wrote Chiba Hut. I've never been to Chiba Hut, but apparently I Googled it and he's all uh, it's subs sub sandwiches, and he said. The Cali mist is my favorite sandwich ever. So I so I look it up. I'm like what's on this sandwich that he loves so much? Roasted turkey breast, bacon, chipotle mayo, jalapeno, avocado, pepper jack, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, and shake and house dressing. Oh. Oh, yes, please. I love I love Snarfs, that's my jam. I love Snarfs. I can't get enough of Snarfs. And every time I go there, I get the they have an Italian sub and it's the classic Italian. I don't I don't change anything. Just however they designed it, that's how I eat it and it's fucking delicious. Now you could add I there's been a few times I've added like artichokes. You add artichokes on there? Oh, it's still it's so good. But it's a nice crispy bread, not overly crispy but just perfectly crispy. Oh, it's good. And you don't need to get the giant one. You get the one right in the middle, which is like seven inches. Wait, no, I think. Yeah, it's like seven inches. They got a small one that's like five inches or something like that. And then they have a, a large one, I believe is a foot long, something like that. But either way, it's good. It's filling and it's just like jam packed with meat. They do a good job. Oh, sorry. If you're stoned right now, you're probably looking on your phone Right now, to be like, where can I get food delivered from? <laughs> They're like, Snarfs. Yes, please. Apparently, Snarfs has burgers too. Never tried their burgers, but they have a. It's a separate location. It's Snarfs Burgers, and then Snarf Sandwiches. Snarf Sandwiches is where I go, but I've never been to the Snarf's Burgers location. I've read that it's good. I just never never tried it. So, let me know. Let me know if I'm missing any of the uh, great places or great snacks for when you're in that special state of, uh, state of mind. Or maybe you don't do that stuff, but still, you're a big fan of the snacks, and there's nothing wrong with that. Let me know to at gmail.com or at the Podcast. I told you before, my and I don't like to overindulge on, on candy, sugary stuff because it's so delicious. But if I had one where I you know, I'm just like down and out depressed, I would buy a big old case of nutty buddy and just eat the shit out of those. I could I could eat an entire box that they sell at King Supers for like two dollars and fifty cents, whatever it is. I could eat a whole box of those things in one sitting and it's a lot. I could do it. I'd go into it like a diabetic coma, but I, I feel like on some weird level that that, that would be okay. I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Okay. I told you this is a story that really kind of blew my mind. I had heard a couple different podcasters tell this story. Maybe you haven't heard it. I'm going to try to do it justice. I found the original post by this guy, and his name is Mitch, and the woman in the story is the name of Kayla. So I'm going to go through this story. Hopefully, you can wrap your mind around what actually is happening in this story. Okay, ready? So he starts off with saying it was his last semester at college. His name is Mitch. And he said, I met a wonderful young lady named Kayla. He said she made his heart skip a beat, made his face red. I pursued her. For months and dispatched a a few jerk boyfriends before I finally won her over. After two years, they finally got married, and almost immediately, they had a daughter. He had a great job. His his wife didn't have to work outside of the house. When his daughter was two, his wife had a son, and the son and daughter, they were the joys of Of Mitch's life. One day while sitting on the couch watching TV he says I noticed that the perspective of the lamp was odd like inverted it was still in 3D but it was just wrong and he describes it as a square lamp base red with gold trim on four legs and a white square shade He says, I was transfixed. I couldn't look away from it. I stayed up all night staring at it. The next morning, I didn't go to work. Something was just not right about that lamp. And what he had to do was just sit there and stare at it and see if he could just comprehend what was happening. He says he stopped eating. He goes on and says, I left the couch only to use the bathroom at first. But soon, I stopped that too as I wasn't eating or drinking. I stared at the fucking lamp for three days before my wife got really worried. She had someone come out and try to talk to me. By this time, my cognizance was, was breaking up and, and my wife was just freaking out. So she decided to take the kids to her mother's house just before he had his epiphany. I'll tell you what that epiphany is here in a second. But the lamp started to grow wider and deeper. It was still inverted dimensions. It took up my entire perspective, he says, and all I could see was red. Then he started hearing voices. Screams, all kinds of weird noises. Then all of a sudden, he started feeling pain. He said it was a shit ton of fucking pain. The first words I said were, I'm missing my teeth. Next thing he knows, he opened his eyes. He says, I was laying on my back on the sidewalk surrounded by people that I didn't know lots of which were freaking out. I was completely confused. At some point, a cop ran over, scooped him up, dragged slash walked him across the sidewalk in grass, and then threw him face down onto the back of the cop car. He says he was still confused, didn't really know what was happening. He says, I was taken to the hospital by the cop and They ended up giving him a CT scan and a whole bunch of other tests. And then going back to his epiphany, it really started to soak in. What was his epiphany? The lamp wasn't real. The house was not real. His wife, his kids, none of that was real. The last 10 years of his life were not real. It turned out that all of this happened because he was knocked on conscious by some giant 300-some-pound football player on campus, came up, just decked him. The blow from the hit plus the impact of hitting the ground knocked him on conscious. So he went into this reality Within his own mind, which he thought was ten years, he thought he met this this woman named Kayla, had two children with them. Was happy. Next thing he knows, he can't stop staring at this lamp that kept getting bigger and just like really confusing his mind. He said he went through about three years of horrid depression says, I was grieving the loss of my wife and children and dealing with the knowledge that they never existed. He says, I was scared that I was going insane and would cry myself to sleep, hoping I would see her in my dreams. I never have. But sometimes I see my son, usually just a glimpse out of my peripheral vision. He is perpetually five years old, and I can never hear what he says. What do you think about that? And I'm not sure if this version has... Yeah, so the lamp started to grow wider and deeper. So he's like fixated. Like he goes through, in his mind, he is living a life where he, he has a wife, they have kids, he has a job, and one day he sits down and he's watching TV and he can't stop staring at this lamp that eventually starts to grow bigger and bigger. And then next thing you know, he starts to hear voices, screams, and then he starts to feel pain. And that's when he realized that this wasn't real. It was just like his brain was just, the dream was finally ending. And it really kind of makes you stop and think, Could we all be living in a moment like this? Could you be living, could you be experiencing a brief moment that is stretched out within your own mind in somewhat of a matrix-type reality? You're trapped within yourself. Could that be the case? That's really trippy to think about. It, it it's fascinating the fact that he had to go through three years uh or he dealt with uh, depression for three years he he went to counselors all that stuff trying to deal with the loss of that family that technically never existed we've all had those dreams where they're just way too real you wake up and you're like fuck he he cheated on me. Didn't really happen, it was a dream, but it s- felt so so real. We've all had those dreams, something like that, or, or you're just you wake up and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't go back to sleep." It's just way too real. Like I I I had a dream, the most vivid dream I ever had was after my really good friend Bryce was murdered, and I want to say it was a couple weeks after he died and I had a dream one night that I still have never experienced a dream so vivid. The colors, everything was so smooth. It almost felt, I believe I described it at the time, as something that felt more real than now. And that's really kind of hard to explain, but it made perfect sense at the time, where it was just so clean and so crisp and clear. And it was me having a conversation with him. I have it written down somewhere of what our conversation was. And it was trippy. Trippy as fuck. Never experienced it before or since. But it was almost like a, a moment where it, like, he was just making his rounds, talking to people, saying his goodbyes type of thing. And and I was just next on the list type that's in a sense kind of what it felt like was just it was just like hey man love you sorry i had to leave type of thing but shit happens whatever i don't know i don't i don't remember exactly what happened it was fucking crazy crazy so the mind is a very powerful thing could you see how this could be real i i don't see how it's all within his mind. It's not like he traveled somewhere and, and possessed another person's body. It was him experiencing that within his own mind. Pretty trippy, pretty trippy. The last story I'm going to share to you, I found this one on Reddit, and it's a little interesting, but it was part of the ch- the chain to the previous story. And that's kind of why I decided to leave this one in. It says, My dad used to get up around 3 a.m. every morning for work. Starting at a very early age, I would wake up on my own and wander downstairs to see him before he left. One morning, when I was about four years old, I made it to the bottom of the stairs and noticed that the front door was ajar. I opened it up and saw my father in his favorite work shirt making his way down the driveway to his truck in his typical work outfit, which was a plaid shirt and Dickie's. I swung the door open wide and yelled for him to come back for a hug before he left. He slowly turned around and just stared at me and started walking back towards the house. He was looking so strangely at me that it started to scare me, and I began crying and asking what was wrong. Just as he had almost reached me, a pair of arms encircled me from behind in a bear hug. I turned my head to see my understandably freaked out father staring at his doppelganger in the exact same outfit. The double took one look at my dad and ran down the driveway. Meanwhile, my dad yanked me in the house and locked the door. Weirdest morning ever. Never did quite figure that one out. I would not trust my four-year-old memory of the event if it wasn't also witnessed by my father. He won't really talk about, talk about it these days, but my mom has since told me that he called out of work that day and spent the, the day reassuring him that he wasn't a nutcase. What do you think of that story? Now, when you follow up on that story, by the way, on Reddit, the guy says that he wanted to follow up and talk with his dad, but then he's all, my dad has bronchitis. I haven't been able to talk to him. Do you believe in some sort of doppelganger situation? I've heard stories. I know that there's people that look very similar. You see that on the news every now and then, or stories, or people look identical, but they have no similar DNA. There's people that look like they they were twins. They sound alike. They look alike. But they're not actually related. That's bizarre to me. This situation, if the dad comes out and says, listen, yeah, son, that really happened. And I don't know how to explain it. Still one of the weirdest fucking things that has ever happened. If one day you were trying to do something, let's say in this situation you're going to, go to your car to, to go to work and then you go to put your keys in the door. And the next thing you know, you look through the window and there's you already sitting in the car. How fucking trippy would that be? If you saw somebody that looked identical to you and all of a sudden you just lock eyes, would that not freak the fuck out of you? It's bizarre. Has that ever happened to you? Do you know somebody that that's ever happened to? Let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. And if you're high right now, tell me, did that fuck you up or what? <laughs> you're like, oh my God, man. What? There's doppelgangers everywhere. <laughs> there's people that think politicians aren't real. <laughs> but <laughs> you never fucking know, I guess. But like, there's, there's, People that think that there's... And I wouldn't doubt it with technology as far as masks go. You see, I've seen people that buy those super expensive masks and when they put it on and everything settles, you you wouldn't know that they're wearing a fucking mask. That's fucking bizarre to me. It seems a little far-fetched to have somebody in a political realm that's not actually them pretending to be them. That would That'd be bizarre. But having like a doppelganger... For this miscellaneous individual, I say miscellaneous in the in, in most respectful way you could imagine, but it, it it doesn't make sense to try to fool somebody like that. So that, that's bizarre. I, I don't know what the purpose of that situation would be other than a tear in a, a you know, what is that? A, a tear in the fabric between a parallel universe and this one, right? So somehow... The individual on that side somehow made it over there. Listen, guys, it's science. Come on. I've Read it on the Internet. That's the only way it could happen. <laughs> what do you think of those stories? And also, does that kind of make you think that parallel universes could be legit? This story? I don't know. It, it, I guess that's really the only way that that would make sense. Let's just assume because he's wearing the same color clothes and it, wearing the same outfit and he's going, walking to his car. The other option is it's a glitch in the Matrix. You know, we're talking about Matrix kind of in the previous story. This would be a, essentially the same thing. Be like, uh-oh, there's somebody actually accidentally hit control c and then control V. So they copied them and then they pasted them there and they're like, oh shit, Todd, you accidentally did that. Man, now that kid's fucked up the rest of his life. And the dad, yeah, now he's going crazy. Mm. Would that not fuck you up if you saw that? You saw yourself, it would fuck you up. I still like the other one, the other story, the first one, because I could literally see that happening. You have head trauma. You, I mean, dreams seem like they could be going on forever. If you're unconscious, Due to some severe trauma that happened to your your brain, I mean, ten years it could seem like ten years, but it's actually you're only actually remembering the you're actually only experiencing the last chunk of it when he starts experiencing the lamp. Everything else is essentially you remember it, but you're not actually experiencing it in in quote unquote real time. So that's a, That's an interesting thing. Let me know what your thoughts are on those stories. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Maybe you have another similar story that we can read or discuss. That would be interesting. Let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com or at DeHuff Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to have a good day today. And if you see a glitch in the matrix, let me know. Dude that's that's the thing i was going to i was going to ask you guys so i'm going to that 420 event festival or whatever the fuck it is and there's going to be people like high off their minds i'm not going to be so i think it's a perfect opportunity to fuck with them and i think that would be hilarious if like if i'm interviewing somebody wouldn't it be funny if it'd be like so you know, you're asking random questions, which, by the way, if you have random questions, I should ask stoners. Let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Let me know, uh, and I'll possibly use them. And it would be funny if, like, I'm asking a question, and I just go really long on it, but then I start repeating the question. And if they're really fucking high, they're going to get so fucking confused. I think that would be hilarious. Be like, what do you think about the whole environmental issues that could be implemented by, you know, the introduction of wolves, and potentially the Bigfoot era in Colorado could be jeopardized, whether you believe it or not. And these wolves that are be being introduced in Colorado, they could be jeopardizing what people believe to be Bigfoot, and whether you believe that or not, but. Really, the problem being is with these wolves being introduced here in Colorado, what does that mean for the the bigfoot population i I mean I mean you just said it yourself, really, to be honest i th- I think we know, and then he's like, "Wait, what did I say something? <laughs> I don't know where I'm at, man. <laughs> I just shit myself. I feel so good. <laughs> Let me know if there's something that I can uh, uh, mess with those people. I think it would be fun. Just fuck with them. Fuck with them. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so so much for listening. Again, I, I'm not saying you have to go smoke weed. I don't care if you do or you don't. But the people that I do know that do, they're usually gentle creatures. A little dumb. <laughs> Let's be honest. But they're great people to be around. And they love, love to eat. So, Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as 1876 Apparel. They're a Colorado company, and you could support them and me by clicking on the link that's down in the description below. And if you buy something there, you're going to help me out as well. So thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.